Welcome to Spring of Life. My name is Mike Luzinski, and I serve as the lead pastor here. I'm so glad you're taking the time to grow in your faith through scripture, preaching, and the conversations on our podcast. The heart of our mission is a sermon series about what makes us Spring of Life. Our mission is embracing all to become vessels of God's overflowing grace. This is our core identity as a church, and it binds us together. The scripture this day is from John chapter 7, 37 through 39. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no Spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we begin a new sermon series entitled, The Heart of Our Mission. The Heart of Our Mission. This is a focus over the month of October on our identity as a church, who we are, why we exist, and what we feel God is calling us to do. These are questions that guide us and, and orient us on our mission. You know, nowadays, every organization seemingly has mission, vision, and values. If anything, we're almost a little bit skeptical of, okay, that's what you say on your website, but what do you really believe? <laughs> what do you really, what do your actions show that you believe? Our mission statement is most simply the reason why we exist. We exist as an organization to fulfill God's call, to be the body of Christ, to be the church. And we have a unique way of doing that in our church. But before we get to the content of our mission, first I want to show you an image. And I was, I guess our kids aren't with us yet. We'll ask them later what this is. Do you think they'll know? <laughs> Maybe, maybe they will, maybe they won't, uh, but this is, a, this is a compass, and when you think about going somewhere new, because our, our church has so, so, such an exciting future, and we're going to need a compass to guide us and lead us into that future, a way we can check and see, hey, are we, are we walking in the right direction? Are we going to where God is calling? And this compass is our mission. And so over the course of the years that Spring of Life has, has been in ministry, over 20 years now, a few times we've updated our compass. We have a, a sleeker, a smoother compass. Uh, that way it can be more functional. So we started a process to update our compass, our mission, at the beginning of this year, in January, a team of leaders was chosen 
and has been through a process over the last nine months, from January to September, where they met regularly, about once a month. And we did the work of listening, of discerning, listening to the people inside our church and listening to the community outside, and we updated our mission. Through that process, I want to ask you if you all know our current mission. Raise your hand, thumbs up, if you know the current mission. Medium, maybe, <laughs> no. So uh, with your thumb, show me if you know the current mission. Okay, I see, some, I see some thumbs up, I see some mediums. Okay, all right. Our current mission is this, offering the living water of Jesus Christ to all who are thirsty so that they will believe in him and have life in his name. This mission statement captures the core of who we are, but I also acknowledge it's 25 words long. <laughs> it's longer than what we could say in a sentence, and so part of the work of the team was to make this mission statement more concise while keeping the core of what it means the same. And so we feel that we've accomplished that with our updated mission statement, which is embracing all to become vessels of God's overflowing grace. Now, I want to break this down briefly, and we'll spend more time talking about this in subsequent weeks. But our mission starts with people. And when we embrace people, the Holy Spirit can do something amazing through that. So that's the starting point of the first part of the mission statement, to become vessels uh, Recognizing that the power of ministry does not come from ourselves. The Holy Spirit of God is what animates the ministry, the mission, the life of the church. We receive that, and then we give that. Uh, that is how the ministry works. And instead of living water, we use the term overflowing grace to capture this vision of what God is doing. And all of this functions like, Noah, can you put the picture back up on the screen? Kids, can you tell me what this is? Can someone raise their hand and tell me what this is? Do you know what that is? Yes? Oh, you're still thinking about it? Okay, yes. It is a compass, excellent. And then who can tell me what what would someone use a compass for? Yes. To know where you're going. Exactly. Wow. You all impress me every week. Those are excellent answers. And our mission statement is like a compass. It lets us know if we're going the right way. It guides us and keeps us on track. And maybe you're thinking, okay, where did this mission statement come from? Both the, the version that we've had in the past and the updated version, where did that come from? I'm glad you asked. It comes directly from John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. This was the, before I had the privilege of being your pastor, I had a conversation with the founding pastors of this church, Dave and Carolyn Williamson. And they told me a little bit about the story, about how this verse inspired them to name our church Spring of Life. 
And so that is the origin of it, and I want to dive into this scripture, but as always, we got to have a little context, set the scene. So imagine, Jesus is in Jerusalem for the festival of booths, or Sukkot. This festival is kind of like halfway between a fall harvest style festival, but it also has meanings of remembering God's faithfulness in the wilderness, where people built what we would maybe consider a tent or a little temporary shelter, and they had this festival for roughly a week in Jerusalem. So Jesus is teaching at the festival, and some of the church leaders at the time hear about it, and they see Jesus not as someone who is God incarnate, but as someone who is stirring the pot, causing chaos and controversy. And so the church leaders at the time send the temple police to arrest Jesus. And you know what happens? They get there, they're ready to arrest Jesus, and they start listening to what he's saying. They, after a minute, they, they sit down and they start listening to the teaching, and they're amazed. They're mesmerized. They didn't arrest Jesus. They just learned with everyone else, with the whole crowd that he was teaching. And it's in that context that Jesus cries out on the last day of the festival, the climax of the festival. Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. It was significant that he did this on the last day of the festival because this was the day where they would take the pastors would take big pitchers of water and pour them out as a remembrance of the way God kept Israel alive in the wilderness. And Jesus took that beautiful image of water being poured out of a vessel and reinterpreted it, saying, I'm the source of that life-giving water. If you're thirsty, come to me. He goes on saying, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. The biblical image of living water is there at the very beginning. In the garden, at the beginning of Genesis with Adam and Eve, there is a river that is giving life to the beauty of that place. We think about other places in the Bible where the people of Israel are in the wilderness and Moses takes his staff and strikes the rock and what comes out? Water, yes, keeping the people of Israel alive in a moment where they were really, really thirsty in the dry desert. And then if we fast forward all the way to the 22nd chapter of Revelation, we see another river the river of life in the new heavens and the new earth, supporting and nurturing all the good when God redeems humanity and all creation. This image of water and new life is one that has captured people's imaginations for thousands of years. But not everyone in the crowd was captured by what Jesus was saying. There were some folks in the crowd saying, hmm, maybe he's a prophet. There were others who were saying, this is it. Jesus is the Messiah, the one who's going to save us. 
But of course, others said, no, 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 no. The Messiah is going to be from Bethlehem, and we know that Jesus is from Galilee, so there's no way he can be the Messiah. And there were others still who saw Jesus as just another person who was causing trouble and stirring people up, so they thought to arrest him. You know, these reactions of the people in the crowd probably aren't all that different from people today. This message, I am the living water, this, this mission of embracing all to become vessels of God's overflowing grace is a call from Jesus to our church. And I'm hoping that we'll respond, yes, this is who we are. Yes, this is what God has called us to do. But I also acknowledge there are probably people in the world who would react much like the folks in this crowd. But we must remember that we're here this morning because we've been thirsty and God has offered us something to drink. And we remember that Jesus is that source of life-giving water. And so we come again and again to receive this gift and to share it. Because ultimately, there are thousands of people who are our next-door neighbors here in this community who are thirsty and they might not even realize it. Thirsty for meaning, thirsty for purpose, thirsty to have their everyday needs met, thirsty to have good mental health, thirsty for physical health. There are so many people who are so thirsty right here, and we, the church, have something to offer them. We do. We might not think we have much, but we do. This community has the gift of life-giving water through Jesus Christ. If we do fulfill this mission, embracing all, let's say it together. My hope is that you'll remember this. It's nine words, and you all are very intelligent, so I know you can remember it. Let's say it together. Embracing all to become vessels of God's overflowing grace. If we can live out this mission through our worship, through our early learning center, through our discipleship activities, our service projects, our children and our youth, God's going to do amazing things through our church. And so one of the initiatives that we hope to accomplish over the next year, we're going to accomplish it, is to share stories of this mission being accomplished Stories where we've seen or heard or have a photo of what this looks like when we embrace God's overflowing grace. So because we're fun and like to have fun, we're calling this the Embrace the Grace Challenge. And so between now and July of 2024, we are going to work as a community, all of us, to capture 100 stories of people living out our mission, embracing all to become vessels of God's overflowing grace. And I want to show you one example to kind of get your, get your mind going and to think about it. Do any of you remember this? 
It's so fun. We were throwing our uh, hair nets. This was after we finished the food packaging, by the way. Don't worry. We wore them the whole time while we packaged the meals. Uh, but this was the first Sunday in August where we celebrated 20,000 meals uh, to feed people who are hungry in Central America. And we did this as a tangible expression of God's grace. And you know what? We had a blast doing it. It was so much fun. This is just one example of how we, the church, are living out our mission. But my challenge for you, and Embrace the Grace Challenge, is about how each of us are living out this mission to embrace people and for us to go on our journey, I'll use a big word, of sanctification, of becoming more like Jesus by embracing people and by becoming a vessel of God's overflowing grace. That is who we are. And if we do that faithfully, God is going to do amazing things through our lives and through our community here at Spring of Life United Methodist Church. Let us pray. Holy God, inspire us forward on your mission. Give us focus and wisdom. Remind us of the gift of a compass that we have to make sure we are following your call faithfully. We are so grateful that you have entrusted us to participate and join with you on your life-changing mission. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have questions or want to talk further about this message, I'd love the chance to talk with you. Visit us online at springchurch.org slash connect or email me at pastormike at springchurch.org. I look forward to hearing from you.